Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyland. Lawson. Lawson, how are you this morning? Oh, so fantastic, Lyle. Really? So You sure you're happy. so fantastic? <laughs> yeah, I'm smiling through the pain. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's this um, small issue of a certain bolt. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'll just I'll just say, no, because there, there is great things happening in my life. But in my very personal life, I'm but The Bible to, says, the Bible says, in everything, give thanks. Amen. Amen. And, and, and everything, I, praise God. Amen. And all things work together for good. And this yes. is definitely a bad thing that has to come good because... It better. Like, I just, <laughs> no, I just, I stripped a bolt trying to work on my motorbike last night and it's been on my mind, like literally fell asleep, woke up this morning thinking about this bolt and how I'm going to fix it and watching YouTube videos and it's like getting to me. But other than that, um, I'm super grateful because today we are, um, as a part of our church, we're running a food drive for students and um, young health professionals. Nice. So yes. yeah, like a lot of them are, you know, preaching exams at the moment and once we get into exams we're going to run another food drive specifically for students but we also wanted to focus on young health professionals as well or health professionals in general because of COVID and you know all the the increased workload and whatnot and we know that it's difficult so we basically have some really talented um, uh, chefs and cooks in our church they get together cook a bunch of food up we chuck them in packs and you know put little cards in there and stuff and, and drive around Newcastle delivering them. So over the next couple of days, uh, you're gonna be busy. Oh yeah, it's lit, bro. It's like it's it's an awesome time. But yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm super grateful that we have like the means and the opportunity to be able to do that to help our health professionals in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to finding out how you get this bolt out. There is a solution. I don't know what it is yet, but I suspect that tomorrow Prayer. or the next day he's gonna come in with a good news story. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Awesome gets phone call from his old man telling him <laughs> that the bolt is going to be sorted. They are going in to win. They have the tools to make it talk. It's going to talk. Well, this is the thing. I was in the, the shed last night with the same tools and I was trying to get this thing out and it wasn't working. But I called my dad. I called him this morning and he just called me back during that break. And I'm like, oh, dad, you know, I've got this bolt stuck. He's like, I knew you'd do that. But I'm gonna beat this. He's like, he's like, just so confident. He's like, he's like, I don't care, bro. I'll, I'll smoke we get, this ball. We had to win this one. <laughs> oh, Dad's are the best. So I'm just thinking of this massive object lesson from this phone call. Yeah. You know, how many times in life do we reach a, a, a spot in our life where it's like we're wrecked, we're done, our life is broken, our life is over, and you know, Dad calls, God calls, Jesus oh, calls, totally. Jesus steps in and says. Don't worry, I've got this. I already sorted it out. I died for this 2,000 years ago. You're covered by my blood. Step aside. Let me have a crack at it. I'm gonna win, man. I'm gonna call up my uh, church team. I've got a new, um, I've got a, I've got a new illustration There's for a sermon. sermon. There's That's a right. sermon coming. That's out right. I'm of gonna this call box. them up. Hey, hey, can you put me on the next available slot? I've got a sermon to preach. So you walked in here. You walked in here. You know, Lawson walked in here 15 minutes ago, and he's just sad, like, <laughs> like so sad because he can't ride his motorbike because he's got a stuck bolt. <laughs> And, you know, we were all like, yeah, well, you know, all things work together for good, like we do as we say as Christians. And now, and now you've got a sermon from I it. Did, I did. Now you've got a sermon. Amen. <laughs>
Yes. And in... Oh, by the way, if you've got a solution for Lawson's duck bolt, <laughs> by the way, it is a Allen key bolt. Yes. Okay, and it's kind of deep in. You mm. can only get onto it on the end. Yeah. So it's a little bit deep in uh, because of where it's stuck. It's holding on an exhaust manifold to the cylinder. We want to hear your solutions. Yeah. Give us all of your solutions. We yep. want to hear your solutions. So uh, Lawson needs your help this morning. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Um, help us out here. Or, hey, if you live in the Newcastle area, you can come to my place. <laughs> if you're, like, a, an especially skilled mechanic with the ability to unstuck stuck bolts, then, yeah, come over. <laughs> come over and uh, and help me when fix it. When you get the bolt out, just bring it to me and I'll replace it for you. I've got, like, a million um, bolts. That I, I This is the thing. I actually have the replacement oh, bolt. Replacement I've bolt. got everything. Just not the ability to get the bolt out. All right, let's have a look at some good news right across the world. So, hey, in interesting news, China has banned British beef again for the second time over mad cow disease. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So there's been multiple outbreaks of what, you know, BSE, bovine spongiform, esopolothe, which ultimately is mad cow disease. There's been multiple yes. outbreaks of it in Britain. Yes. We're talking yesterday about the reduction of, of meat eating in Britain, which I think, uh, as I'm reading this, this now... This is going is, to contribute more to it. ...is probably needed because... There's going to be more people now who are going to be like, yeah, it's time I made that decision. Yeah, I don't need mad cow disease in my life. But China is just straight up banned. It's like, okay, you got mad cow disease, we don't need that over here. Obviously, like, the, the, the beef that's being shipped to China is, like, post, you know, abattoir. It's, like, being cut up and put into sizes that can be eaten and sent over to China uh, with mad cow disease in it. And they're like, no, we do not want this. And they've banned it. Now, you can see this as a real positive thing because it's like, oh, this will promote the, you know, lessening of meat production. But just thinking of China, and I'm not saying this at like in any in any kind of derogatory sense. This is just because I know people from China and I've talked to them about this story as well. This will put... Um, a bit more pressure on the, the the snake industry over there, on the, the chicken industry. Yeah, they love eating snakes. This is, like, something that I found out recently. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, like, in, in certain parts of China, like, the, there's a... Apparently it tastes like chicken. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. Yeah, well, the, there's, I've, I've, I know, I have friends who eat snakes, and that's yeah. what they say. It tastes like chicken. Yeah, so so I'm I'm imagining like the next step. Like uh, if I was Chinese and I heard about like oh we're not getting beef because it's coming from England and it has mad cow disease, I'd be like I don't want to eat beef anymore. Um and and then you know you could make extension to that to lots of meats. But oh, I think just become vegetarian problem solved right there. Exactly, that's... mad cow disease is a disease that I'm never going to be afraid of. <laughs> ever. That's right. That's it's right. It's like never going to bother me. <laughs> One thing in the world I don't need to worry about. But that's right. Um, but yeah, so hopefully in China they can uh, see because I think as we were talking about yesterday, like just by being vegetarian and vegan, we you, well you always make the joke, Lyle, that oh I can drive a V8 because my offset is big enough. Like once you go vegetarian, like the amount of time and energy and CO2 and well V8s V8s are actually hybrids. How so? All V8s are hybrids. Yeah. Well, a hybrid burns two types of fuel, right? Yeah. So if I get a V8, it's going to burn petrol uh-huh. and rubber. Yeah, yeah. It's a hybrid. Okay, we get it. That was a granddad joke. I have a carbon offset right there. So I'm driving a hybrid. 
<laughs> but okay, I was trying to make a really good point while I derailed. <laughs> but the point, but the point is, it's like yeah, like just not eating meat is enough of a carbon op- offset to make a difference. Oh, massive. Um, and so it's like, hey, like for for China, if they can just make the step, then it's like, oh well, maybe we'll just stop importing beef, or maybe we'll just stop the beef industry. Then, but, like, imagine if the entire country of China stopped eating beef tomorrow. I think it would. Be amazing! I tell you what would be, be would be better if they stopped eating pigs. Yeah, dude, they have crazy swine flu over uh-huh. there too. Uh huh. Yep, and that's a really unhealthy meat to eat. Mm. You know, if you're going to eat meat, beef is probably one of the better ones that you can eat. But pigs, that's yeah. just terrible stuff. Yeah, and I could just imagine that snakes probably aren't good. Like no, the Bible says don't eat snakes. <laughs> Plain and simple. It says don't eat pigs and it says don't eat snakes, don't just eat. in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. Along with a whole lot of other things. And, you know, it's interesting when you read some of the things in the Bible that the Bible says don't eat this, don't eat that, and you think, well, who would? But then you find that some cultures do. And this is because the Bible is written for every culture. And when God was writing the Bible for every culture, he wasn't writing it for Western culture. He was writing mm. it for every culture. And so he covered everything. That's right. Insects and all. Tells you yeah. what insects you can eat, what insects you can't eat. Mm. Epic stuff. It is. In other news, on the approach to COP26, they are uh, parading a giant polar bear, like 300 miles. They're kind of doing their own Olympic torch thing, but with a giant polar bear that has a message on it, you know, talking about climate change and the glaciers melting and all those kinds of things uh, up into the city. Uh, um, yeah, until it starts, they're just like walking it through and going on a bit of a trek. Like the artist who created the the polar bear itself uh which is interesting and also i read a story this morning i read uh, uh some research in an article that's been done that was on like uh cabbies from london that was like you know cabbies like um compared to other people their age have far lower rates of um alzheimer's and dementia because of how stimulated their brain is from like driving around and remembering streets and all that stuff and dude like i can resonate with this so much because up until i started riding my motorbike and i stopped relying on a gps i thought i was just like directionally clueless and then all of a sudden i had to start remembering streets because i couldn't just like hold my phone while i was riding and like my memory is better like i'm not even joking like i'm on point now. <laughs> and I'm it just actually, like... It does. It makes a huge difference. I'm like, man, Newcastle is my city. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so Raphael's texted through with this one, Mad Cow Disease. This was a problem 30 years ago. Is it a comeback of the disease or has it been lurking behind the seas all these years? Alzheimer's was associated to it, but people didn't find out till 20 years later. I wonder how many people with Alzheimer's today are suffering from it. It's a really good question. I don't know mm. the answer to these questions. We'd love to uh, have a, uh, a mad cow disease um, expert to come on and to talk about it um, and, and, and just explain to us, you know, what's the connection between Alzheimer's and mad cow? Um, how many Alzheimer's people actually have mad cow instead? I, I, I don't know, but I do know. I'm not worried about it. Mm. I'm not going to catch it. I don't eat cows. <laughs> don't eat dead cows. Not a problem for me. <laughs> All right. So Pope Francis is planning the Great Reformation of 2021 or 2023 because he's starting a uh, two-year consultation process to bring about this reformation. Um, and this particular reformation is going to take place in three stages and it's going to involve every parish on earth, 
of the mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church. And so the consultation is going to, um, the first stage is going to be a listening stage in which they're going to contact every parish and say, okay, what are your, you know, what are your views? Just, just, just tell us. Where are you guys at? What are you thinking? What, what is the way your, your mind works? How do you, how do you connect on these issues from a spiritual level? We don't know what all of the issues are, but we do know that, um, two of them are women's ordination and sexuality. Mm. Now, why they don't have their you know front and center on the list of that of course should be celibacy and the confessional those should be at the top of the list because those are the problem those are the ones that have been causing the problems for the catholic church you know for centuries now and uh, so yeah women's ordination and sexuality interesting to go down that path hopefully they will add to that um celibacy and uh, the confessional, and mm. hopefully they will come to right decisions on all of these questions. Anyway, so they're going to have a listening phase, and they're going to ask uh, a bunch of questions to every parish on earth and get feedback. Then they're going to have what's called the continental stage. I'm not quite, quite sure why it's continental, but basically it seems like in this stage the bishops are going to come together and they're going to discuss the issues together and to Trump try and come to some kind of consensus. And then there's the universal stages, which is where the bishops meet at the Vatican and create a joint document together addressing all of these issues and how the Catholic Church can change. Mm. And so Francis's idea here is, uh, as he stated, we don't want to be just like, well, we've always done it that way, so we'll continue to do it that way. Um, he wants to bring about change. And, you know, he's kind of trying to change the direction of an iceberg right here, mm. um, a massive one. Um, it would be interesting to see what actually comes of this. But anyway, um, and from that, Pope Francis will create a document. Hasn't told us yet what that document will be. Will it be a papal bull? Will it be a papal encyclical? Or will he just simply speak ex cathedra? Will he post it on Twitter? Possibly post it on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, it would be interesting if he comes out and speaks what what they call ex cathedra, which is where they uh, speak with infallibility. Oh wow! Yes, that would be a rare occasion. <clears throat> anyway, so that's interesting. Stay tuned. Watch that space. Let's see where it goes. Uh, the next one of story I've got here is um, Pew Research Institute has just um, been doing. Re- research on religious persecution around the world. Mm -hmm. And what they've found is that the world in the last uh, year or so has become a safer place for Christians. In other words, there is less violence against Christians, but the cost of that is greater restrictions on Christianity, so it's become less free. Mm. So freedom has gone and safety has gone up. And this is kind of the balance that, you know, our world always sees. When you have lots of security, you have no freedom. Yeah. You know, the people with the most security, the people that have a guaranteed roof over their head every night, a guaranteed uh, meal on their, you know, three meals a day, and guaranteed protection by armed security guards are all in prison. (laughs) You know, they have all of those things. Mm. And so, you know, heightened uh, security is uh, will you know sometimes bring a higher level of of safety, but it will take away your freedom, mm. and so that's exactly what we're seeing. And so this is a bit concerning because, you know, um, we need to be seeing uh, true freedom of religion, and they've noted that thirty five countries, mm. thirty five countries in twenty nineteen. Of course, you know, with Pew Research, 
they have to do the uh, stats a couple of years in, past so they can actually get accurate uh, data. But 35 countries in 2019 had lost significant religious freedoms. Mm. Uh, including Australia, of course, and it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we're going to talk more about religious liberty. We've got Michael Worker coming back on to look at some uh, draconian legislation that they are proposing in Victoria and Western Australia to strip religions of their freedoms. And, you know, this is all being snuck through while COVID's big. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody's talking about COVID. Everybody's talking about the vaccine. And you've got these, these uh, rebel states, not rebel states, but sort of like, you know, out there states that are just going hard while they know that nobody's watching because everybody's worried about the vaccine or the not vaccine or whatever they're going to do with it. And so it's like, let's just go hard and let's see what we can do. Okay, new form of professional grooming that we need to be aware of. So pedophiles, of course, have been placed on notice in the last 20 years or so and their grooming practices have been outed, but now they have found a new way of being able to groom children and to basically get their jollies, and that is through the whole gender dysphoria uh, pandemic that is sweeping our world, or social contagion, we might call it. And so here's a, an, an example uh, coming out of Virginia in the United States where um, there was an autistic four-year, uh, a four-year-old who was uh, um, diagnosed as high-level aut- autistic uh, when he was four, um, so an incredibly vulnerable child, mm-hmm. not able to communicate well, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the child's therapist decided that they would get their jollies by changing the child's gender and name mm-hmm. and did so. That enabled the char- the, 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 the uh, therapist then, uh, whose name is Troy Weber-Brown, um, who, and by the way, his stated goal is to reparent all of the children that he does therapy with. So he wants to become their parent. He's going to become their father. That's his, that's his goal. You take a child to him and he's going to become their parent. Um, and so basically that gives him free reign to structure conversations about any kind of sexual topic that he wants, uh, to inspect their genitals, etc., and talk about, you know, um, hormone blockers, all of these kinds of issues. And with the complete backing of the educational system and the medical system. So free reign to just get in there and... That is so... Like, like we already kind of suspected this, like, just in the sense that, like... Like what? What? What is going to be the result of this? Like, yeah, this because is- you look at the you, you look at the social contagion that is spreading through the United States, and you see the massive numbers that have you know thirty percent of uh, teen girls in some schools that are claiming that they are now trans, mm. and it's like, what explains that? And this is one of the one of the things that explains. Another thing that, of course, explains it is that uh, these kids are a massive cash cow for Planned Parenthood because they are going to be on medications and drugs and treatments for the rest of their life. And the more people you can get signed up to it, the more money they can make. Wow! You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Fantastic stuff. Well, joining us on the phone right now is Camilla Scaff. Camilla is the health director for our church in northern New South Wales. Camilla, welcome to the show. Good morning. How's everyone going? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Camilla, what is it that we're talking about this morning? I'm super keen to uh, hear about today's subject. Yes. So um, I wanted to remind, and we've talked about domains of lifestyles before, 
And recently, I actually came to discover that uh, Dr. Darren Morton, one of our uh, Adventist um, lifestyle medicine pioneers in Australia, they, he has come up with an acronym, and I thought it was really interesting. Called can I mean you can you can you can just kind of put the words and you can create your acronym if you want. But basically, um, a friend of mine, uh, Mel Ransley, which is a, a lecturer at the Avondale University, she put together the acronym and it says can set, which means connectedness, activity, nutrition, sleep temperance, environment, and psychologically positive. And it's just one way to remind ourselves each day of different things that we can do to help and to really enhance our health and our immune system. And I think that's what a lot of us have been thinking about these days. How can I be stronger, healthier? How can I enhance my immune system? And a lot of times we think about nutrition and we think about physical activity uh, last time I was here, we talked a little bit about the importance of sleep. Do you remember that, Lawson? Oh, I, yes, <laughs> indeed, yeah, we do. <laughs> and uh, and you know, when we talk about other things like the environment or temperance, uh, which really means to exclude everything that is harmful from our lives, um, or even to be psychologically positive, we um, we tend to forget that the small things really matter. That, you know, doing like little things to um, manage our stress will make a huge difference in our immune system. We also talked about last time how um, our health, our gut health, or, you know, things that um, we eat and how our digestive system works will impact our immune system as well. So I just thought we would have a quick conversation to remind ourselves of these seven domains. And especially, I wanted to talk about connected, co connectedness. Today, when we think about, you know, possibly going back to real life soon, there's still other places that people are aching because even if um, we get out of a lockdown, um, there are lots of us that are experiencing a lockdown emotionally and that we could be, um, you know, isolated even if we can go out. Um, and it is really good to think of, you know, who can we go? And I think that um, we as uh, churches, we as Christians, we can be that um, point of uh, connectedness to people. And um, I think it's it's a gift that God gave given us, relationships and safe places to go. Mm. So what do you think on your life? Um, if you would, you know, I think the listeners could be thinking, you know, seven domains. You might not remember all of these seven domains, but maybe which one do you think in your life now is something that you could work on so that you can enhance your immune system? And uh, despite of COVID, you know, how can we be stronger emotionally or psychologically so that we can not only overcome this virus, but overcome other things that may come around our lives? Yeah, Camilla, just listening to what you were saying there and particularly you know, we've just, you know, well, a lot of people have just come out of lockdown. I think that what one of the things that we need to be particularly aware of right, right now when we're talking about connectedness, because this is, this is just super relevant for right now. And that is all of our friends and family members, relatives, whoever it might be, who are not fully vaccinated or are not vaccinated at all. 
and who are still in lockdown. So they've been dealing mm-hmm. with all of the lockdown issues that all of us have been dealing with, which is, you know, creates a lack of connectedness and so forth. Yeah. But now they're going to be feeling there's a small group of people, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a, a small percentage, I think is like a, maybe um, 20, 30% of our population right now uh, in New South Wales that mm-hmm. are especially feeling the pressure. And th- yeah. for them, they are much more vulnerable today than what they were two days ago because now yeah. they've they've had that experience of seeing Everybody else out of lockdown, going everywhere, celebrating, and they can't. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is which has magnified the emotional stress that they'll be dealing with at this particular time. And I think that you know we we all know people um, who are either yeah. only partially vaccinated or are unvaccinated. Let's make a special effort over the next couple of weeks to stay connected with these people. Yeah, that's right. And it is really important to understand that at the end of the day, we are all people. And um, as you mentioned, um, just the anxiety that is going around, it is certainly increasing, um, not only as people come out of lockdown, but also as COVID cases improve, as people just get that fear, you know, um, you know, am I protected enough? Am I not? Did I make the right choice? Did I not? Um, and it, I think it's creating that environment of anxiety for sure. Um, and also, I would say it, it's always a good thing to be um, connected with God and asking God to help us uh, with anxiety. But at the same time, as you said, let's reach out to each other. Um, I heard a pastor, a friend of mine, saying yesterday that um, he actually conducted a, a special service in his church um, obviously it was online and, um, he just got everyone says, look, we're family. Let's just talk about, you know, let's have everyone express how they're feeling right now. And, uh, there were some rules around it, but what he noticed at the end of that program is that people really wanted to be heard. They wanted to express how they were feeling really independently of what was their choice. And uh, there were lots of people with different choices and different things to share. And at the end of the day, we are like a family. We want to be heard. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. So, yes, if someone out there is uh, lacking connectedness, number one, I would say pray to God because God will be able to send someone to connect with you. And even if you can't connect with someone else and just say, you know, I'm feeling a bit isolated. I'm feeling a bit vulnerable at the moment. Can you um, help me? And whoever that is, I believe that um, sometimes we can go along the way by asking for help as well. And um, it's okay to sometimes be vulnerable and it's okay to um, make a phone call and ask for, um, yeah, just a prayer. Uh, And I think that Programs like these that you have here is a a huge blessing, Lyle, because people um, have shared to me that when they call and they um, listen to Faith FM and sometimes just interacting with you guys, it will help them with their um, emotional health and with their mental health in really, really difficult times. So I want to thank you for that. It uh, It is huge what you do. And even like psychologically positive, Sometimes people like to look forward to something and having this program on a daily basis will help people to look forward to something. Mm, Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you've highlighted something here. 
so often when we work in our communities, you know, Lawson and myself, when we're involved in Bible work and, and, and those kinds of activities, we will meet people who are incredibly disconnected and lonely. And if you're yeah. feeling disconnected and lonely today, I just want to, I just want to reach out and I want to say this. Look, it doesn't matter whether you're even a person of faith or not. There is a church in your local community that would love to connect with you and connect with you on a regular, weekly, bi-weekly, twice-a-weekly basis, whatever it might be, and to build a community around you and to build a community of support. Just join it. Just be a part of it. Why sit at home alone, disconnected, when there are churches in the community? And you might say, well, you know, that's all sort of happening on Zoom at the moment, and so it's not the same kind of thing. But the reality is that, you know, when we have the situations like this, Camilla, it, it, it reminds me that people who are a part of a church community, they have people that they can call when they're feeling lonely. They have people that they yeah. can talk to. They don't have to feel isolated. So just just get out there and join a church. I also want to say that, you know, if there's anybody out there today who is feeling particularly disconnected, give us a call here at Faith FM. We love to talk to our listeners. Uh, even if you just want to call up and have a chat, uh, producer Shell's right there. She loves to have a chat with people. Uh, the number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Give us a call on Faith FM. We'd love to hear from you. And finally, of course, you know the Lifeline number is one three one 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 four. Now, yes, yes, go ahead. And I, would, I was just going to say a practical tip for those that are at home and thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I have to wait until possibly December if you're in New South Wales, or if you're somewhere else already longer. Um, I was going to say the environment one, one of the domains of uh, lifestyle is environment. Can you possibly create a better environment for yourself? And that means maybe having uh, less time in social media. Maybe that means to um, work on a project, get rid of something that, um, you know, maybe you have a little bit more things than you wish in your house. And um, you can start a project of, uh, you know, declogging. I've got some friends who are in quarantine at the moment and uh, they started some new, like a one started like a reading project and the other one is started reading new books. But whatever it is, can we make a better environment for ourselves and just, you know, step by step, take some tours or do uh, maybe just take the toxins around our lives. Um, whether it's food wise, are you going to just improve what you eat, nutrition or whether it would be just getting rid of smoking or alcohol, use this time to make a better environment because maybe you can turn, um, I would say, that um, hard times, hardships into blessings. We have many examples in the Bible of people who've gone into a lot of hard times and hardships, and many times it was not to do with um, with them, it was not like a, something that they deserved or that God wished upon them. It was just simply because that's what happened, and the people went to God, and God was able to turn that into something beautiful. So yes, it is um, a practical thing. We can take one step today of making our environments better. What will be the thing that you're going to choose to do? Do you have anything in mind? Oh, you know, just sitting here listening to uh, what you were saying there, Camilla, and looking out of the window here in the Newcastle studio, and of course outside it is raining, it is cold, it is 
miserable. Mm. It is the perfect day for curling up with a book. Um, and so if you're feeling, if you're in lockdown and you don't have anywhere to go and you don't have someone to talk to, you know, changing your environment, the way to change your environment today, well, you know, get the brolly out and throw on a raincoat and go for a bit of a walk for sure. You can do that regardless of whether you're vaxxed, unvaxxed or half-vaxxed. Um, and uh, and that's a great idea. But, wow, what a perfect day for a book, Camilla. I think you're in Newcastle as well, right? Yes. I am in Newcastle. And, you know, I always like to get, give goodies away on your show. And one thing that I want to give it away today, it's a me cookbook. It's a booklet by Dr. Sue Red. And it's got a lot of beautiful Mediterranean recipes. And that will be right perfect for not only now, for maybe the next few days, uh, where people are just spending more time at home and they might want to try a new recipe. Oh, that's fantastic. So when the weather is miserable and uh, a, a great thing to do, now you, now you can curl up with a book, uh, have, have, have a nice day reading a book, but then you can do Lawson's favourite thing, Lawson, and that is get out and do some cooking. Get out into the yes. kitchen. Yes. <laughs> this, this one sounds, you, need to, you need to have one of these, Lawson. You like Mediterranean food? Oh, yeah. I think Mediterranean. Dude, you just put hummus on something and then it becomes Mediterranean, right? <laughs> One of my favorites right there. Mediterranean, Indian food, you know, there's definitely my favorite my mm. favorite uh, regions of the world, I guess you might say, for food. Um, how do we actually uh, – well, I guess uh, we get people to call through here, 0491064669. And Camilla, That's it. Make this whoever comes and requests the book will get them. Fantastic. Camilla Scaff, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM Radio. We do appreciate everything you have to say when you join us. We do have that cookbook available, so give us a call right now and you can get your copy. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.